Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, good morning. Welcome to this edition of Nature Notes with our naturalist friend Jim Gilbert, brought to us by Cardinal Corner and by the yard patio furniture. We'll talk to Jim in just moments. Denny Long here with some early fall birding tips from Pam and Lee at Cardinal Corner. They remind us, close up those purple mutton houses to prevent sparrows and starlings from entering. Keep out the bird bath, they also say and put out white millet to attract those migrating birds. Uh, grackles continue to leave, they say. Goldfinches continue to molt and drab green plumage until spring. And please, they say, keep those bird feeders clean to prevent diseases. And the seed. The birds love the seed from Cardinal Corner because it is the freshest. They've got from one pound to 50-pound bags, custom mixes, their own recipes. You can check it out. You're going to get all kinds of great tips, too, from their monthly newsletter, and it's free. You can subscribe online, cardinalcorner.com. A lot of good stuff in there. Cardinal Corner is open seven days a week. Stop in, see Lee and Pam. They're in West St. Paul, Butler, and South Robert. Amy is at the Newport Center. You can call them, but pay them a visit. Cardinal Corner, more than just a bird seed store. Jim Gilbert, good morning. It is 45 degrees officially in the Twin Cities. Okay. Um, the Medtronic Twin City Marathon begins at 8 o'clock this morning. That's right. I wish the best for all those, I guess, 9,300 or so runners. Wow, 45 degrees for the start temperature. And, uh, you know, I should just mention the first Twin Cities Marathon, uh, which, by the way, is considered the most beautiful urban marathon course um, that race. The first one was 1982. Um so today's is the 37th annual. Um, the 26.2-mile uh, run begins in downtown Minneapolis and goes past Lake Calhoun, Lake Cary, Lake Nokomis. We've been there many times watching the runners in all three of those lakes. Then they go across the Mississippi River and down beautiful Summit Avenue to the state capital area in St. Paul. I hope the runners and spectators today will appreciate the tree-lined route um, there's some nice um, red, burnt orange, yellow, uh, autumn leaf colors to see um, this cool morning. Our son Christian, who is a cross-country coach for Waconia High School, has been in the Twin Cities Marathon several times. He's not running today, but he's going to be cheering on one of his high school uh, runners, which should be really interesting. Uh, here in Waconia, 43 degrees. Overcast, very little air movement, and I was listening to the Canada geese honking. And the sunrise is going to come here in about five minutes, uh, seven nineteen. Sunset in the Twin Cities area this evening is six forty-two. So today in the Twin Cities area, we have eleven hours and twenty-three minutes of daylight. We've been losing daylight at the rate of about three minutes and just a few seconds uh, per day and have lost 22 minutes since last Sunday 
and four hours and 13 minutes is the total daylight loss since the summer solstice on June 21st. That's a lot when you think about it, Danny. Four hours and 13 minutes. It really is, yeah. I know. We still have two hours and 37 minutes of daylight to lose by December 21st, our winter solstice, the first day of astronomical winter in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, Today, October 7th, we have about the same amount, within a minute, same amount of daylight as last March 5th. Normal high for today is 62. We just can't get up into the 60s lately. Normal high 62, normal low 43. Records for today, October 7th in the Twin Cities, high 85. And that's the record, 85, set in 1997, and again in 2003 and 2011. The record low came 42 years ago, 25 degrees, 1976. The most precipitation on record for uh, for this date, the 7th of October, came 114 years ago today, point nine four inches of rain in 1904. Well, we could easily beat that, <laughs> but we don't. We don't need any more moisture right now. Um, this there's been a trace of snow falling falling on the Twin Cities uh, each of these years. 2002, 1977, 1921, and 1915. Um, there's a, there was a very thin crescent moon that rose this morning at 5.15, but I doubt anybody in the upper Midwest saw it. Set uh, tonight at 6.26. Our new moon is tomorrow, October 8th, and the next full moon is October 24th. There's all kinds of things happening outside right now, but the woodlands throughout CCO land are illuminated with striking autumn colors. I'm not saying that you can go any place in Minnesota and just say, oh, wow, but there are pockets that are just beautiful. Many of us truly take pleasure in observing the patchwork of fall colors like the golden yellow foliage on aspens, American elms, green ashes, honey locusts, um, black walnut trees, and, and the paper birches. And, of course, there's sunny yellows on wild grape leaves and those of hackberry and, and uh, the silver maples. And tones of red on Virginia creeper vines, sumac, uh, red or dogwood shrubs, and, of course, bright reds, burnt oranges, golden yellows on the leaves of the sugar maple trees. Some southern Minnesota farmers have combined much corn and others haven't started. Some have combined soybeans and are cutting alfalfa. Others are waiting because of wet conditions. Minnesota is the nation's largest sugar beet producing state. Those beets are important to the economy of the Red River Valley in west central Minnesota where they are now being harvested. Apple growers uh, of course, continue to pick. They're picking uh, Sweet Tango, Harrelson, Regent, and of course, several other varieties. Gardening Gardeners are still picking fall-bearing raspberries. The gardeners 
who haven't had freezing temperatures yet are looking for warmer, sunny days to ripen tomatoes. Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, broccoli, cabbage, leaf lettuce, these are some of the things growing in the cool weather. Uh, some mushroom hunters have been gathering mushrooms lately. And just as a warning, there's a little poem that I use every once in a while. There are old mushroom hunters and there are bold mushroom hunters, but there are no old, bold mushroom hunters. Be careful. Know what you're doing. Um, go with people who are very, very knowledgeable if you're going to be eating any of these. Uh, some wild berry pickers gather the bright red fruit hanging in clusters from the large native Minnesota shrubs called the American highbush cranberry. Beavers are busy cutting trees to store for winter food, which consists mainly of bark from branches of aspens, alders, birches, maples, and willows. In some parts of Minnesota, and I should say the northern parts, mostly northern and some central parts, black bears use the head for winter dens between September 24th and October 24th. A few late to migrate ruby-throated hummingbirds may still be in CCO land, so keep those sugar water feeders up for a while. Yesterday, Lisa and Tom Bovers from Fairboat reported seeing one male and one female ruby-throated hummingbird at their sugar water feeder. Art and Barb uh, Straub report that um, there was a ruby-throated hummingbird at a feeder right near Lesseur, uh seen just yesterday. Ruby-throated hummingbirds winter from South Texas to Costa Rica and even into Panama. They usually migrate by day, but they can also migrate at night. The fall color season continues and overall peak is uh, now in many parts of northern Minnesota and northern Wisconsin. For the past four years, the overall fall color peak was October 14th in the Twin Cities metro and from also from Wilmer to St. Cloud to Taylor's Falls and south to Lesueur Henderson and St. Peter and east to Faribault, Northfield, and Red Wing. All the same day, October 14th, the last four years in a row. So maybe it'll be October 14th again this year. By the way, you were mentioning hummingbirds, Jim, and uh, before I forget, a couple of texts just came in. Uh, hummingbirds yeah. still uh, uh, seen in still or near Stillwater, Minnesota, and a late hummer at my feeder texter says for about a week, but last seen October 3rd in Wilmer, and the texter also said, ask you a question, what do you recommend for safely cleaning bird feeders? What do you do? I just, you know, I use just, I squirt things with a hose a lot. Okay. I do use a tiny bit of soap, but then I make sure that, that that's all gone. But it's just mostly cleaning with water. Sure. All right. Very good. Say, so, did you want to talk a little bit about by the yard? Yes. And, you know, I've got something to say about that. This is so interesting before we even get into it. Sure. I was talking to Ray and Marlene Simon yesterday. They live just on the edge of Northfield. And they have many, many trees down in their yard. They have quite a large yard. They even had a five-foot diameter um, oak tree uh, fall within 
30 feet of their patio. Wow. But this is what's really interesting. They have by-the-yard furniture, and it didn't move an inch. Wow. 110-mile <laughs> winds went through, took a good share of their trees, the by-the-yard furniture, the chairs, the tables, all stayed in place. Stayed right there. That is amazing. It is substantial furniture, but it is comfortable, too. I don't want to give you know indication of that just because it's uh, heavy like that. It's tough. It, yeah. it, it is tough, and you're right. And, and by the yard, our friends there, uh, they like to say they make dual-purpose furniture. What does that mean? Well, uh, when we change seasons now, like when you're done eating on the maintenance-free game table, you can play a game of checkers, uh, or the backless benches, which we have at our house, make great coffee tables. And you're going to find a lot of uses for your by-the-art maintenance-free outdoor furniture. And since you don't need to store it, you're going to find uses, as I said, well into the fall and winter. They've got tables for two or ten folks. You're going to find it at by-the-art maintenance-free. Jim and I have told you about this for so many years now. This is a patio furniture company that's still family-run and gives you a 35-year warranty. Designed to withstand, like Jim said, all of Mother Nature's mood swings. And a lot of folks, as you know, Jim, after your show, they get on the web and they order that free color catalog. It's got directions to the showroom. You've got to see that showroom, Jim, and I tell you about every week. It's in Jordan. Quick drive down one. In fact, it's like a 15-minute uh, drive south of 494 and 169. Very easy to get to. But get that to catalog. After Jim's show, get on the web, buytheyard.net, and request that catalog. You'll see what Jim and I have told you about for years. We love that family-run CCO Land Company called... By the yard. Yeah. The Withstands yard. that kind of wind. Think about it. Wow. No, 110 miles. Oh, mercy. Yeah. And, you know, you know, every once in a while, I, if I'm out shoveling, not, we haven't been shoveling, but I had a friend from the, the Bemidji area uh, on just, what was it, Thursday or Friday? Yeah, Friday. Three and a half inches of snow. But, but at any rate, uh, I was thinking about shoveling snow. Sometimes I'll be out shoveling snow and just, Sit in our by the yard and rest a little bit. Absolutely, that's <laughs> yeah. such good stuff. Well, Jim, Jim and Hubd- yeah, uh, oh, Jim, yeah, Jim Hubda from uh, Little Rock Lake near Rice in Benton County reports water temperature yesterday was fifty-one degrees, and um, down from sixty-two the week before. Green ash trees are displaying golden yellow foliage there. My brother David and his wife Nancy live on the shore of of Lake George that's located about seven miles east of Itasca State Park. The lake temperature yesterday was 48, and um, Friday they had an inch of snow there. Um, the beautiful fall colors uh, beautiful fall colors on maples and paper birches there, golden yellow leaves. For weeks before and after the height of autumn splendor, we can see patches and even whole groves of trees and shrubs with striking colors. So it's not just that, you know, I said the, the peak could be the 14th again this year, but it's not just that. It's leading up to that and after that, well into the first week of November and beyond. The splendid color changes that take place as deciduous woody plants prepare to drop their leaves are triggered by shortening days and, of course, the cooler weather. Mary Brislance uh, at Luton reports new b- bird migrants bird migrants at her feeding station include American tree sparrows that nest way up into Canada. She even had a common grackle. You don't see very many of those along the North Shore. That popped up this this last week. And, of course, purple finches. 
Dark-eyed juncos are very numerous, and there's still some nice fall colors there in the Lutzen Tofty area. Diane and Dave Herring, who live near Waterville, report on Monday, October 1st, Dave spotted the first of the season white-tailed deer scrapes on the on the ground. On the 4th, Diana was biking at Lanesboro and saw a migrating monarch butterfly. Fall colors were beginning there. Yesterday, Dave was traveling north on I-35, um, and he said uh, from, you know, Hinkley to Sandstone and Moose Lake, there were really nice fall colors, the yellows, the bright reds, oranges. Captain Rob Herring, their son from Optimum Fishing Charters out of Barker's Island at Superior, Wisconsin, reports that yesterday morning at 8 a.m., the surface temperature of Lake Superior was 55.4. Huge body water, so it takes a lot, much longer to cool, cool down there. 55.4 on the surface and 80 feet down, 51 degrees. Now, this is eight miles out of the Duluth Superior Harbor. Now, yesterday was their last day of fishing for the season as the lake trout season closes today. Isn't that amazing? It really is. Yeah. Um, Ray and Marlene Simon, I just talked about them a little bit with their back-by-the-yard furniture. First hermit thrush yesterday. I can't say it. Hermit thrush yesterday. Juncos first came last Sunday, and now they've got a couple dozen there and a couple dozen white-throated sparrows at their feeding station. Farmers are combining corn. Sandhill cranes are still around. Some really nice fall colors there. And Art and Barb Straub from Lesseur report, single monarch butterfly going by on the, on the 4th. Hummer's still there. Even yesterday, one was seen. Juncos arrived in small flocks October 1st, and they were overwhelmed by a flock of well over a 1,000 ring-billed and Franklin's gulls following a farmer who was plowing. Now, these gulls take advantage of, of, of this each fall. You, you'll see farmers out doing field work, especially if they're plowing, and the, the gulls, their Franklin's gulls and ring-billed gulls will follow these and picking up the small animals that they can catch, um, you know, even everything from earthworms to whatever. And I should say Tom and Lisa Bovers um, from from Faribault report five chimney swifts last evening at Riverbend Nature Center. And um, yesterday was a great day for yellow rump warblers and, and ruby crown kinglets, the first ruby thrush of the fall. Um, hermit thrush, rather, of the fall. Sparrows now, Lincolns, Chipping, Song, White-throated, other sparrows are coming through. It's a great time of the year to see the fall migration of sparrows. And it's possible to to identify them, look for small things, eye rings, uh, stripes, and so on and so forth, and you can tell them apart. There's not just one kind of sparrow. There's probably more than 15 types that can be seen in Minnesota. More than 15? Wow. Yeah, and not right now, dark-eyed juncos are numerous at feeding stations. And, Jim, we're getting more reports of hummingbirds since you brought it up. Uh, This one just came in. uh, Saw our last hummingbird in Sleepy Eye on Friday. And uh, here's a text from Hamburg. Uh, I'm just sitting and having my coffee and noticed a hummingbird on my sugar water feeder. 
So ah, Hamburg today. Yes. So <laughs> thanks, thanks to our texters for that. Well, Jim, let's uh, hope you have a good week. Looks like kind of a rainy week, but uh, we'll uh, we'll talk one week from today if you have the time. Look forward to it. You have a good week too. You too. Thank you, Jim. Bye for now. Jim Gilbert, Nation Notes, back next Sunday here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO.